0: Welcome back to Footsteps in the Attic, the podcast dedicated to all things strange and all things paranormal. Wanted to apologize right off the bat. You may hear some cars and trucks. It is the curse of living right next to a highway. Also, right the room where I have to record is very loud, so I apologize for that. But today, we're going to cover a topic which I find very interesting... And I'm sure some of you have heard about it, or most of you have heard about it. It is called the Dybbuk Box. And I was raised in a Catholic household. But what many people don't know is that it's not just Catholics who can perform the writ of exorcism. Those in the Jewish faith, on occasion, uh, have performed what we will commonly know as exorcism. Uh, Rabbis would be summoned on occasion to rid a household of something known as a Dybbuk, which is a malicious possessing spirit that are looking for a new human host. Now, in the Jewish faith, the sign of a successful exorcism was a bloody fingernail or toenail, which was believed to be the entry point upon which the Dybbuk enters and leaves. So, occasionally there were reports, though, that the spirit would leave through the throat, or even in more extreme cases, private parts, which I'm sure was not fun for all those involved. So, the Dybbuk box, how did this come to be in pop culture? Well, there was an antique shop owner named Kevin Manis who bought it from an estate sale in 2001, and he learned that the box had belonged to a survivor of the Holocaust in Poland named Havela, and she had escaped to Spain, and she purchased it before she immigrated to the United States. Well, Havela's granddaughter told Manis that the box had been bought in Spain, And upon hearing that, he said, hey, you know, this seems to be a family heirloom. Would you like the box back? And she did not want it. She actually told him, we do not want it. She said um, it was kept in her grandmother's sewing room and was never opened because allegedly there was a Dybbuk that had been placed inside of it. Now, Apparently, this was one of ten Dybbuk boxes known to exist in the world. Um, Yes, there are ten total. And Zach Baggins of Ghost Adventures actually owns two of them. And for those of you who watch Ghost Adventures, he was actually able to, uh, what I believe, capture the image of the Dybbuk on camera, which I found fascinating. And it just added further credibility to the whole lore of the Divic box. Now, when Manus opened the box, he found that, and this was back in 2001, that it contained two 1920s pennies, a lock of blonde hair bound with like a cord, a lock of black and brown hair bound with a cord, a small statue engraved with the Hebrew word Shalom, a small golden wine goblet one dried rosebud, and a single candle holder with like four octopus-shaped legs. Now, he had all kinds of strange phenomenon happening in his shop as a result of bringing this box in. And lights short-circuiting and hearing voices and customers feeling uncomfortable... Well, he even Manus, I'm saying, referring to, uh, even experienced a series of like horrific nightmares involving a hag, and I don't know what he was thinking, but <laughs> maybe because he couldn't initially sell the thing, he actually gave this box to his mother on her birthday, on uh, October 31st, and on the very same day that his mother opened. The box, she suffered a stroke. Now, I personally definitely would not have given this gift to my mother, but hey, to each his or her own. Now, every owner of this box has reported the smell of cat urine or jasmine flowers. Now, that is a very interesting combination. I'm sure it's either or and not both. uh, But, uh, yeah, that is... a. Definite classic sign of infestation. Uh, spirits will often, and I should say, demons in this case will use sense. You know, they'll they'll hit on your five senses and um, really play it up. In particular, with smells. So, and the the smell of something foul is very common in a demonic type haunting. And the hag, of course, is a very uh, common phenomenon as well. Uh, there was a student that eventually purchased the box on eBay when Manus decided I I've had enough of this box in my life and his name his first name was Losef, and he was a student at Truman State University in Missouri and he was actually the last person to auction the box. Well, he opened the box and his friends would have like kegger parties and stuff and like dare each other to open the box and. I mean, there were students that claimed to be suicidal. Uh, Lights would burn out in the apartment and this student's hair even fell out. He had terrible luck and just caused such negativity in the dorm or house or however you want to call it that he had to get rid of the box. Just terrible luck befell. Um, Jason Haxton was a director of a museum in Missouri And he had been very interested in purchasing the box. So he ended up uh, purchasing it because he didn't really fear the history of it. He was more curious. But then, upon owning it, he developed strange health problems, including hives. He coughed up blood. Um, He was having the hag dreams. And he decided, you know what? There's got to be something to this. And he consulted with rabbis to try to figure out a way to seal the Dybbuk inside the box. And fortunately, he was initially successful. Um, He uh, hid the box in a secret facility because he did not want anyone having access to it. And he just refused to sell it. There were a lot of people on eBay who said, hey... I want to roll the dice and take my chances and buy this box. And he said, forget it. Until Zach Baggins started his paranormal museum and he realized, hey, this would be a great addition to allow the public to see the box without bringing it into someone's home. So he agreed to donate it to Zach Baggins' museum. Now, my personal thoughts on that is I don't see why anyone, anyone would want to own Something that is known to cause health problems or scare people, attack people, uh, cause claw marks, even if you're a non-believer and you're just curious and want to buy it for kicks. Why would you even want to roll the dice (laughs) when it has such a history behind it? So I am very glad that Zach Baggins is now the sole proprietor of the box. You can go visit it in Las Vegas in his museum, which is something I definitely plan to do at some point in the future. But um, in my wholehearted opinion, there is definitely a demonic evil force Surrounding, infesting this box and if you open it you are opening yourself up for a world of trouble so the only unsettling thing is there are now 8 more boxes somewhere out there in the world and they are uh, <laughs> the keepers of a very evil and malevolent force so whoever has them I hope they're sealed and I hope they're far away from people Anyway, I wanted to do a quick episode on the Dybbuk because it's such a fascinating and famous case. I want to thank you for listening to it. For Brian Hobson, who is me, this has been Footsteps in the Attic.